right, this is Mike Smith. Welcome back to the show. Let's uh, end the show by uh, geeking out a little bit about comic books. Uh, when I was a kid, I loved comic books. I continued to collect them. When as I got older, I got about, I don't know, 20 long boxes of comics in my garage that I don't look at very often these days. Nothing too valuable. But man, oh man, you want to talk about a valuable collection of comic books discovered in the city of Vancouver? This was incredible. This was the discovery of a collection of golden age comic books, many of them in mint condition in Vancouver, worth a fortune. And this collection has now been recognized with a special pedigree because of its historic value. Let's talk about it now with my guest, Pat Shaughnessy. He's the owner of Golden Age Collectibles, uh, the great comic book store in Vancouver. Pat, it's nice to talk to you. Talk to you again, Mike. Thanks a lot for coming on. I love your store, and oh, thank you. um, yeah, really highly recommend it there on Granville. Uh, let's talk about the discovery of these comic books. Now, these these comic books were discovered quite some time ago. It's been like what over twenty years since they were discovered in Vancouver. But I know you had a key role in it, right? Um, yeah, everything went through me. Okay, let, let's um, talk about that. What happened? By yep. um, by a fellow who's he was the executor of the state, and his uh, mother-in-law had just died. Um, and when they were selling the house, they found the father's comics. Now, he had died in 1982, so the comics had sat undisturbed, um, you know, literally for 18 years at that point. They had no idea they were there, um, and they say they were selling the house, and they only had five days to before they had to go fly back home, and uh, they contact me on the Monday, and I bought them on the Friday. Um <laughs> So uh, the comics were originally purchased um, in Vancouver newsstands, and uh, if anybody goes on uh, to the CGC Comics website, they'll see pictures of Vancouver newsstands that I was able to get from the city archives, uh, the same ones where the comics were bought. You know, so really cool uh, pictures. And the comics were purchased uh, starting in 1944 by a Chinese gentleman, and he worked on the CP ferries. Um, so uh, he used to dock it. If anybody remembers the old CP ferry, used to dock at the um, at the waterfront, what we call waterfront station now. Yeah. And the newsstand photos are newsstands right across the street from uh, from the station. And because he was an adult, I mean, we don't know the full story. I mean, the brother-in-law was able to guess at a few things um, that he probably bought the comics um, because uh, to improve his English and for entertainment. Um, and uh, like I say, it started in 19, the collection starts in 1944 and wow. continues sporadically right up into uh, the early 1960s. Unfortunately, none of the, early, none of the um, superhero books from the early 1960s, the Marvels and things like that, but lots of superhero books from what we call the Golden Age of Comics, right. which is 1940s. Right, nine, yeah, the golden age of these comics, and they sure called the right guy there at Golden Age Collectibles. Pat, when you got that first phone call and you said, "Look, we've got a, we got a pile of comic books here. You might be interested in." I'm, I'm sure you get calls like that a lot from people who want to sell comic books. What went through your mind when you heard that first description? Did you think it was going to be the gold mine that it was? Uh, well, you never want to assume things like that, but it yeah. sounded. I mean. You know, based on my experience, it sounded really good because, yeah. number one, it was collected by an adult rather than a child. Yeah. You know, and typically that always means better shape because they don't get handed around between brothers, sisters, friends, uh, traded back and forth, which was really common for comics in those days. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, they've only been through one person's hands. 
Right, um, and he would he would buy the comics, as I understand it, maybe, I don't know, carefully read them once, and then he would put them in like a cupboard, right? They just went into a cupboard, yeah. There was no, yeah. of course, there was no bags or boards or any archival supplies back then. So, yeah. um, and you kind of, you know, and it must have been a nice, uh, a cool and dry place, you know, because comics just, in B.C. especially, just comics sitting over... Uh, long periods of time in British Columbia, especially in basements, they pick up little humidity stains and things like that. Right. Um, you know, sort of, you just get, it's, it's actually related to mold, but it's, yeah, it, it just creates these sort of brown or, or black stains. All right, so it, this is... had none of those. These are in great condition, and we're talking about comic books from, as you said, from the 1940s, the 1950s, uh, Batman, people, of course, will remember, will, of course, know Batman, Detective Comics... Uh, Green Lantern, The Flash, uh, you know, some these are famous titles for people who are familiar with Golden Age comics. So when you first laid your eyes on these, Pat, what went what went through your mind when you saw these things? Oh, it's pretty exciting. I mean, it's just, <laughs> you don't, you know, you don't see virgin material like this very often. Yeah. And uh, just to give uh, your, your listeners an idea of the uh, comics in the collection, over a third of them were the best-known copies in the world. Wow. You know, and wow. of those, <laughs> of that third, um, more than half of those were the best and only. Like, there was, no other, there was no other equivalent. Like, nobody had a competing one that was just as good. Um, the, over half the collection was graded the best or second-best-known copies. Amazing. Um, 80% is... of the collection had white pages or off-white to white pages. Again, a very crucial thing for collecting old paper. Right, right. Amazing. Like, this is an historic find of uh, valuable comic books right here in Vancouver, which is just incredible. Now, uh, the, the news here is that this collection has now received a, a special category, uh, a special pedigree, Yes. Uh, known as the this the Chinatown pedigree or the Chinatown collection of comics. That's what right. is the significance of that? That this is now a, a pedigreed collection. Well, you, pedigrees often get named after the cities that they come out of. Right. Um, and there was a collection of comics that came out of Vancouver, oh, probably more than ten years ago now, that was considered a Vancouver collection. Um, the only difference between that is it, it actually wasn't originally bought in Vancouver, but it was. It came out of Vancouver. Um, it was bought in newsstands elsewhere. But uh, this one was, you know, they had, there's Vancouver newsstand markings, so I couldn't call it the Vancouver Collection. So since it came from Chinatown, and since there are some very um, interesting markings on them, uh, both uh, name written in Chinese, but also like a personal symbol, um, which we did some research on, which is just sort of a personal symbol the guy would have designed for himself. As a name, I believe they're called chops. There's, you know, but uh, they're kind of hard to de- to decipher. Right, right. Okay, so now this has been certified now as a, as a pedigreed collection. What what does that mean for people who are not familiar with yeah. with collecting comic books? So, does that um, increase yeah, the I mean, value? Uh, there's um, uh, comics nowadays um, get graded. You know, there's yeah. independent companies that grade comics. The most important one and the one I used was a company called CGC. Right. And they're in Florida. Yeah. And it's not you telling me what the grade is. It's not me telling you what the grade is. We have an independent um, you know, authority decide what the grade is and the quality right. of the paper. Right. Right. And they and have the, now the, designated the, the, uh, the pedigree of this historic collection. Does that increase the value of the books, do you think? It's two 
too soon to tell. Um, yeah. For most, for many pedigrees, it does because people know the quality of the books. Um, you know, there are, you know, I mean, eighty percent of it's a science and twenty percent of it's an art. So when people yeah. look at a book and they can recognize the gloss and the just the, the freshness of the book, I guess is the best way to put it. You know, because you can get books that are pretty structurally sound, but you know, they just have lost uh, maybe, like, say, a little bit of gloss or a little bit of color. Um, that's not, in this case, yeah, I right. mean, they're very fresh-looking. So in order to recognize these collections, um, and people love stories behind collections. There's some amazing collections that have come out, and, um, you know, they give them their nicknames, and they get a special label, and, you know, uh, to be a pedigree collection, it has to be large, it has to include important books, um, yeah. and it should be in runs, Yeah. Yeah, that's congratulations on that. That's that's very exciting for this historic find of comic books for sure. How much are these books worth, Pat? Like individually, what are the what would you say are the most valuable individual comic books there in this collection? Well, the most valuable one now um, that I've been able to, you know, um, <laughs> the market. A lot of these things um, don't um, come on the market very often. Yeah. So sometimes you're using old data to work things, but there's a book that's been increasing in great value over the last five years, and it's uh, Captain America, and the number was number 46. Um, And the reason it's become so historically uh, popular and important is it's one of the only two comics produced during the Second World War that shows um, a Holocaust scene on it. So it's Captain America rescuing somebody, uh, rescuing the um, survivors from... uh, um, you, you see ovens and you see gas pipes and, you know, uh, kind of macabre wow. for sure, you know, I mean, sad on one level. Um, but uh, it's a very popular cover. Um, how how much know. would that book How much would that book be worth? The last copy uh, that was sold at auction this year was a lower grade than this one, and that one sold for 23000 Whoa, whoa, 23000 So the one that you have is worth more than that, most likely. One would assume so. Yeah, yeah. Have you sold um, when you bought these books? Have you sold a lot of them, or do you, are they still available yeah, I mean, over for time? You have people? to sell things, you know. I mean, yeah. that's that's sort of what we do in business. But like I yeah. said, I do have uh, the records, so I've already had people contact me and was able to verify that they are in fact from this collection. So if anybody did, you know, a lot of them went local. So if uh, anybody um, does want verification on anything, I can certainly do it. Right, and are, are any the CGC? They will have the same information, and they'll be able to get the pedigree designation to their books. Yeah, it's kind of uh, it's kind of exciting for sure. I was explaining to a friend of mine what what does this pedigree mean, and it's I I said it's it's kind of like um, UNESCO uh, designating a world heritage site. You know, it's like <laughs> well, that's, yeah. that makes it feel awfully important. Thank you, but yeah, uh, but yeah anyway. it's just people again. People love to know the histories of collections, right? And, People and, uh, love the stories. Like you said, they love the story of how these books were discovered, the gentleman who collected them way back in the 40s and 50s, and how they sat in that cupboard for decade after decade, only to be discovered uh, by you and for grateful collectors. Very, very exciting. Um, what, like, Are some of these books available for sale at Golden Age Collectibles? Can people still buy Not them? Not at the moment. Um, oh. uh, a lot, I mean, just because a lot of them don't have their pedigree label. Yeah. Um, you know, we just start. We started first with the raw data, and then I sent. I haven't even gotten back anything that I sent them just to get it started. Um, but how, um, hey, Pat, how are things going down at Golden Age Collectibles? It's a very famous comic book store in Vancouver. We've oh, all been you. walloped by this uh, by this pandemic. How have things been going for you down there at your store? Oh well, it's 
nowhere near what it would have been this time last year. You know, obviously, yeah. we don't have any of the tourists, you know, and, yeah. and, and some of our great customers just, you know, aren't, aren't employed right now or worried about things. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're keeping our head above water, but, yeah, I mean, it's uh, um, kind of sad we don't have all our staff on, and, and uh, you know, we'll just have to muddle through, and you know, but... Uh, as you know, we've we've been through several Canuck riots and financial meltdowns on in the '80s and in the <laughs> ten years ago. So we'll just keep on muddling through. The, I mean, the great thing is the comic book market for old comic books is stronger than ever. Wow. You know, so and just one thing that's probably worth mentioning, I'll just yes. throw in there is sure. a lot of these comic books. Uh, there's less than a hundred known copies in any condition. You know, yeah, and that's for famous characters. You know. Um, you know, they just weren't, they were thrown out in record numbers, you know, the attrition oh. rate on these was pretty bad. So right. even That's finding a low-grade copy is, is an exciting moment sometimes. Yeah, you know? it's a historic collection, and Pat, congratulations to you on the discovery of this, these books, and uh, now recognized with a historic pedigree, and thanks for coming on to talk about it today. Well, thank you, Michael. Okay, you bet. Thank you. I look Pat. forward to showing you some copies when you come back. I would, I would love to see them. Next time yeah. I'm in near, I'll, I'll pop into Golden Age Collectibles and ask for you. Great. Thank, thank you, Pat. Right. That's Pat Shaughnessy. He is the owner of Golden Age Collectibles, the comic book shop on Granville Street in Vancouver, talking about the discovery of those Golden Age comics.